Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Tracy McGrady, Calvin Murphy, Joey Devine, Yao Ming, Chuck Hayes, Sean Keane, the franchise Stevie Francis. 99 cent store knockoff Katino Mobley Musical guest Lil Wayne wearing headphones Like a newborn baby at game 7 And now the temporary Host of Round Ball Rock Joey Devine Hi It's me Your temporary host of Round Ball Rock Joey Devine It's been a crazy day In the NBA and there weren't even Any games on I'm here with Sean Keane. Sean, how are you? I'm doing good. It It is crazy that we had consecutive Game 7s, and yet today felt like a more exciting NBA day on Twitter. Because I would also consider Drake to be part of the NBA. Yeah, Drake is part of the NBA. And uh, Drake wears blackface. Uh, and also... <laughs> That's what we learned today. Uh, may it have also li- seems like, like, is it me or does Drake just get like ethered like once a year and well, Twitter goes crazy? I mean, it seems like Drake is pretty good at fighting back. Like, like, I don't, I don't really understand exactly what happened with the Meek Mill um, beef exactly. Um but now everybody loves Meek Mill because he's uh, he was unjustly accused. Um, politicians love him. The owner of the New England Patriots, for some reason, is a big Meek Mill supporter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Drake had a pretty mean freestyle about Pusha T. And apparently mm-hmm. because he mentioned Pusha T's wife, 
uh, Pusher revealed that Drake had an unacknowledged illegitimate child. Mm-hmm. Named Adonis, I guess. Which, named after Adonis Jordan, Kansas Jayhawk star, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I actually thought that Drake's unacknowledged son was uh, Bruno Caboclo. So, this was a little bit of a shock to me. <laughs> uh, but the biggest um, enemies... Yeah, I don't have much to say about the Drake. Who knows? The Drake, uh... I'm a 35-year-old white man. So. I just think he should have um, included something about Drake's terrible sideline coaching. That's the only thing. If I were making a diss track, it would pretty much be about that, I think. Yeah. Okay, fair. Um, but let's get to the actual news here. Okay. Um, Grantland Jr. broke a story, Sean. Uh, the Ringer. Which is what yeah. they put you through every time you want to watch one of their videos. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> oh, no it's with an Dave R. Is be upset with us. Uh oh. Um, no, I mean they're, right. it's because they're always ringing the bell on the intersection of sports, pop culture, and uh, uh, a the fifty-five-year-old inter- so, white man. That's uh, Silicon <laughs> Valley and soup. Uh, it's the per- it's the perfect food. Um. Also, as we all know, Pearl Jam is the perfect band. Um, But they did break a story today, and it's a huge, huge story. Uh, Brian Colangelo, the GM of the Philadelphia 76ers, has five burner accounts he was using to um, uh, rip Sam Hinkie, release medical information, and defend his own clothing choices. I mean, this sounds, this is an insane story. So the story, apparently, I believe, uh, the ringer had an anonymous source tip them off. Mm -hmm. J-Bug. Yeah, possibly. It could Uh, be David Chang. Uh, Might have been David Chang. Uh, could be Chuck Klosterman. Um, Uh, Malcolm Gladwell. uh It could be a lot of people. Um. Could it, it? It could be like. I wonder if it's like John. Um, Love it. The the former keeping it. Oh, from Pod guy. Save America. From Pod Save. Are uh, uh, there are rivals? If you remember correctly, they are. There are enemies. I they... did. I believe at one point this year I did. Uh, decide <laughs> I did talk. <laughs> Didn't I declare them the enemies of our pod? <laughs> Yeah, that's why that's why we don't go to Soho House. <laughs> uh, also, um, I'll have you say, I'll, uh, who did we pick in Game Sevens? Uh, the correct teams. Yeah, that's right. The teams who won. Unlike the people from Pod Save America, whose predictions <laughs> are always wrong. Um, why don't you acknowledge the Obama administration's extremely problematic? immigration policy you guys were separating children from your families too john favreau don't try to hide own up to what you did all right um they were just using them to get a netflix deal though oh you're right god damn it there's two steps ahead all the time (laughs) um i do kind of think it's funny look we'll get to brian colangelo in a second but 
the Pod Save America guys got an HBO deal, and then immediately Barack Obama got a Netflix deal. Yeah. Uh, well, they're doing a Game of like, Thrones recap show, So right? they're rivals now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pod Save Westeros? Uh, no, I think... <laughs> I think it's a Veep. It's a Veep after show. Oh, that's good. Talking, talking Veep. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, but back Veep in its sixteen hundred. That's what it's called. <laughs> yeah, that is what it's called. It's called Veep in its sixteen hundred. Good job, Sean. Uh, also, the Duplass um, brothers are on it for some reason. But it's HBO. So you got to have a lot of Duplass. <laughs> the main. The main Brian Colangelo burner count is actually at Eric Trump Jr. Is that correct? <laughs> That's what it is, Eric um, Trump Jr. <laughs> uh, no, it's the main one is is named Eric Jr. It's at is computer generated. There's lots of numbers in mm-hmm. it. Um, they follow and tweet about University of Chicago basketball and a lot of the University of Chicago basketball uh, like. The players on the team because that's where Brian Colangelo's kids goes. Yeah, go, uh, goes uh, to school. Apparently, there was a <laughs> there's some section where uh, this burner account just like he's clearly at a University of Chicago game, and Eric Junior's like, "Why aren't they boxing out on the rebounds?" <laughs> like it's <laughs> weird. University of Chicago basketball passionate fan. How many followers did it have? Um, you know, I don't... Not very many, right? <laughs> no, no, no. No, it was like... But, but, uh... So he... So what happened was the anonymous source, they claimed they ran some kind of data analysis on it and figured out that, like... Because it's the Sixers. Why wouldn't this be simple? Right, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, apparently... They... You, have, you have to use... Uh, a computer to tell you exactly what you know just based on looking at the evidence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you need to put it in, yeah, like it has to be a robot doing it. You have you. to put it into a data set. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because how would you scoff otherwise? Right? It's true. Um, so mainly these accounts were used to defend Brian Colangelo, mm-hmm. criticize Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, uh, he tweeted about a failed Jaleel Okafor trade to New Orleans by declo- disclosing that Okafor failed a physical, yes, which was not common knowledge. Uh, yeah, just kept tweeting um, at people. Why don't you ask Jaleel about? Why don't you ask Jaw about that physically failed? And like, I heard he failed a physical, <laughs> and mm-hmm. which is also uh, like, I don't really. I guess he's just venting. Uh, he also followed Toronto executives and media, and then would rip Masai Ujiri. <laughs> Uh, yeah. He also tipped the Fultz trade. Yes. By talking about, I believe the hypothetical that he tweeted out was trading the Lakers pick rather than the future Kings pick, but basically same parameters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, he, so yeah, he seems angry with his old team, concerned about his son's college team. And then he just follows, like, mm-hmm. Sixers people and media people. And I guess there was, like, something like an 80 to 85% overlap between follows. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. And the Sixers said that only one of the five was Brian Colangelo's account. And that, right. that account. The one that had never tweeted. Had never tweeted. But yeah, that right after never they were. Yeah, right after they were tipped off about this story, I believe three of them went private simultaneously, basically. Yeah. Or, like, at about the same time. Well, he tipped – well, there are five accounts. He tipped them off. This was actually very smart by the ringer writer, uh-huh. who, unfortunately, I can't remember his name right now. But he tipped them – he asked them about two of the Twitter accounts, even though he knew about all five, to see what would happen with the other three. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, this is Ben Dendrick. And they all went the private writer. once he started questioning them. Yeah. Uh, um, ben Dendrick also wrote, um, he doesn't write that much, but I, I liked his um, Spencer Dinwiddie article a couple months ago, too. Good. Uh, it, was it about how Spencer Dinwiddie has, wears what appears to be a fake goatee while playing basketball? Oh, I, I, I don't remember if he got into that, but that's pretty exciting. <laughs> Um, so basically NBA Twitter found this out and then went crazy. Uh, yes. And NBA Twitter appears to believe that Sam Hinkie is the, uh, the source, correct? The anonymous source. Well, yeah, because I guess there's, there was a quote about the AI tracking. Hold on. Let me, let me find where this is in here. Um. Yeah, that apparently um, they worked in... This source claims they worked in artificial intelligence, noticed a bunch of weird tweets directed at Sixers writers, and then used an open-source data analysis tool to link five accounts through commonalities like similarities and follows and linguistic quirks. Uh-huh. Um, Which, and, that uh, is like a direct line from the Hinky Manifesto, correct? Right, exactly. He's... <laughs> That's actually how he decided to draft Michael Carter Williams. Just similarity, <laughs> similar linguistic quirks to other all stars, and uh, you know, um, yeah. So the ringer can't couldn't verify the numbers, but it seems close. Um, but it oh, but the <laughs> sorry, Joey. You oh wait, you mean the, the ringer numbers. didn't have an. Wait, hold on. <laughs> you mean the ringer didn't have an AI program to run the follows up uh, to compare the five <laughs> Twitter accounts? I'm shocked. Um, yeah, keep going. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. What? When doesn't five thirty eight help them out? Your friends, right? Um, so there were things like they said Ben Simmons wouldn't have come to Philadelphia if Hinky hadn't been replaced, which doesn't really make sense exactly um and then they accused bloggers of being hinky loyalists uh but yeah Mm -hmm. the best one was that they someone tweeted a picture just a just the regular tweeters it says um it was a story where the headline was brian colangelo has been misleading untrustworthy on injuries as sixers gm and then um (laughs) His response, somebody responded to that with this clown going to ruin everything Hinky build. And then Eric Jr.'s response was clown. Why? What did Hinky build? My gosh, the biased insanity, which is like (laughs) kind of exactly what Uh, 
uh, like an NBA Twitter, just regular person would say. Except they would have uh, said he bias. Also, he also got mad at a a gif of Hinky that was like someone put a Hinky head on a dancing Taylor Swift body from the Shake It Off video. <laughs> And he he tweeted, I can't stand to look at this. <laughs> it's so funny that he... Oh, my God. And then there's... um, a, There's a thing about... Uh, <laughs> that that he, The, the shirt collar thing yeah, is the best. That's the funniest thing. And it's based on a blog post that basically said that when... when Colangelo has like a real stiff um big collar. He's excited and happy and like his collar looks limp when his moods are bad. Anyway, um <laughs> so when he just he got really mad about that comment and uh he said that that is a normal collar. Move on, find a new slant. Which is pretty great. Yeah, real great. That is a normal collar. Um a normal uninvested person would say so here's a question yeah um (laughs) what do the sixers do here um i mean this is very embarrassing i'm a little bit of a conspiracy theorist in general but i don't even think this needs to be a conspiracy theory like he definitely did it right yeah he 100 percent did it and it's also like the way that uh, sort of an older, not that competent person would use the internet and not understand. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really reckless, but I kind of feel like um, he's still at the point when he's like, wait, people can read my blogs? <laughs> but he's like, he's 52 years old. <laughs> I could see him, like, kind of blowing it like that. Um, It's crazy, though. Like, it seems so weird and reckless, but I bet he's like, oh, this is like a journal. It's anonymous. Who would ever guess it was me? Right. Because the handles were all like, for the most part, seemed very um, Twitter generated based on emails. One of them is like, Phila123456789. Yeah. And that's the silent one. And then that he's owned up. The to. Eric Jr. one is like a crazy n- amount of like letters and numbers, just like randomly put together. Yeah. And Colangelo said, um, he says he has never posted anything whatsoever on social media and it's disturbing to him on many levels. But, uh, I don't know. Yeah, Phila, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One of them's called Still Balling. Uh. (laughs) So Twitter has also, basketball Twitter has also posited another theory here. Uh Uh-huh. Which is well, there's two. Well, okay. I've oh, sorry, three. I've seen three theories. <laughs> okay. Outside of this, okay. One, Hinky is the source, which sure. But two, I saw one that the source was a Hinky loyalist within the Sixers who told on, um, who told the Ringer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
another source I saw, well, not source, sorry, another another idea, another conspiracy theory someone had mm-hmm. was that he's not actually running these Twitter accounts at all. It's a hinky loyalist within the 76ers trying to frame Brian Colangelo. Oh, wow. Um, and then I also saw one where someone suggested maybe it's Jerry Colangelo. Oh, it's Brian's his 95-year-old dad, dad <laughs> fervently defending his son's uh, dress shirt choices. Also, yeah, people are acting like this is going to lead to Hinky getting hired back. That's never And I'm going gonna to say happen. there's a 0% chance that happens. I don't really think anyone in the NBA wants to hire him again and I'm going to th- I'm gonna, I'm just going to throw this out here. Uh publishing a really long manifesto about how smart he was after he got fired was not the way to get a new job. Right. Uh you know what was a good way to get a new job though? Uh be really really smart on NBA TV all year. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to bet David Griffin gets this job, uh, like, would... tomorrow. Wow. <laughs> well, because I was going to say this this kind of hurts their chances of getting LeBron, but what if they hire David Griffin? I mean, I think LeBron likes I mean, him. What if they hire Maverick Carter? Oh, that'd be so tight. <laughs> Do they keep making the wall, or does it have to go on hiatus? I think they can keep making it. I mean, <clears throat> that stems us, by the way, to today was a truly just insane day for uh, for seventy sixers for the seventy sixers news wise. Anyway, yeah. even before this dropped, yeah, because for some reason it seemed like the ringer didn't drop this till six o'clock tonight. Yeah, I think they were. I'm, I have a feeling they were just fact checking and verifying, and then, you know, or I don't know, they had a lot of game seven uh, Rockets Warriors takes or something. Anyway, um, yeah, but right after. But that... so before this, before this, this was the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, before this, earlier in the day, Vegas came out with their LeBron odds. And the okay. Sixers were the favorite. Oh, the Sixers were the then, favorite. Yes. LeBron's, uh, the Vegas thinks LeBron's going to uh, the Sixers. Then uh, it came out that Ben Simmons is dating Kylie Jenner. Uh-huh. Then they extended Brett Brown for three years. Yeah, actually, that story came out just before the Ringers did. <laughs> And then this happened. Yeah. Oh, and also, it was Markel Fultz's birthday. <laughs> oh, happy birthday, Markel Fultz. Uh, your also, dad and mom are fighting. Story... Also, there was a story about Ty, uh, about Ty Lu, who loves Shirley Temples, which now means Shirley Temples become a joke about Tyron Lu, not just Joel Embiid. Yes, because he said uh, he's never had a drink or a smoke in his life, but he loves sugar. Uh huh. But mainly, it just like <laughs> the main, the important part for the Sixers is that's not a Joel Embiid specific joke anymore. Yeah, it's good. It's it can like... also be made about. 
uh, <laughs> uh, who I assume is going to be former coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers in about a month here. <laughs> I would love to see Tyron Lue. <laughs> I would love to see somebody needs to Photoshop um, Shirley Temple stepping over Tyron Lue, like Shirley Temple's head on Iverson's body. Oh, that is so good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so round ball rocketeers, uh, rate review on iTunes and DM us that Photoshop job. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, or also maybe Joel Embiid doing it. Well, here's two. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like Shirley Temple's were my thing. I'm the goat <laughs> of Shirley Temple's. <laughs> well, I think he could be a great lead assistant for the 76ers next year. Uh, so yeah, so if you're saying these things, I think the, I would say the Colangelo stuff is bad. Uh, Markel Fultz's birthday, uh-huh. he didn't, he didn't injure himself blowing out his Neutral. candle. So slightly positive, I would say. <laughs> um, no, but it also means he got a year older, which yeah. is like, even, which is bad. <laughs> oh yeah. You did, that I think that account- story's neutral. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, the Brett Brown extension, I think, is a is a positive. Like, like who who cares mm-hmm. if you got to fire him and he has years left on his contract? Like, um, all those cheap owners in Philadelphia. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> um, and then I would say Kendall Ben Simmons dating Kendall Jenner is a large negative. And if you're if you're wondering about that, ask Blake Griffin how his year went. Yeah. Bad news. Just um, bad news. I mean, I kind of hate that. I kind of hate that joke because mm-hmm. I think it's like kind of misogynist. <laughs> well, <laughs> where I'm it's d- like this guy's dating a Kardashian, so he's. <laughs> but, but they they literally every NBA player that dates a Kardashian just goes down in flames, personally and athletically. Like, well, <laughs> I'm not saying it's their well, fault. And the one man. Mm-hmm. I. The one man who seemed uh, uh, bulletproof to it, uh, Kanye West, sort of took the the largest dive possible mm-hmm, mm-hmm. recently. <laughs> um, I mean, you can um, ask Chris Humphreys about his basketball career. Um, but yeah, I think what happens, I don't think it's actually the Kardashians. I think it's the media that surrounds the Kardashians makes you crazy. Well, and I think um, also you've embraced a certain kind of lifestyle that is not conducive to like waking up early and practicing or like eating a really responsible diet or, you know, not or in Kanye's case, in Kanye's case, uh, taking your, uh, your antipsychotic medication or whatever. (laughs) Uh, Continuing to fund the charity named after your mother. I don't know. Um, Okay. Um, But anyway, um, (laughs) I do think, the, the, what is Joel Embiid's reaction here? Well, he liked all the tweets. <laughs> Hilarious. Really and then at the end, he was like, nah, I don't believe, all jokes aside, I don't believe that story. Um, I think ultimately, the one thing that is positive is they have a lot of cap space this summer. I think Kevin Durant wants to play with Brian Colangelo. Well, I he think, does have something in common. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they they both understand what's up. So watch out, Kevin Durant. Uh, do you think my Masai Ujiri is sitting at home right now, like trying to figure out how to fix the mess he's in? And he's like, "Oh man, why am I in this?" Right. 
really, like, <laughs> like, Colangelo used to be his boss. Like, your old boss <laughs> is being a real dick about it. Um. <laughs> all right. Um, I yeah, guess we he's. Should... Mar- Masai Ujiri's not afraid of anyone, though. No. I mean, he might be a little bit afraid of LeBron James because everyone in the Toronto Raptors organization is. But yeah. that's more like PTSD. You know, you yeah. can't help it. <laughs> um, let's talk about. Should we talk about how weird the how this is just the king of the weird stories of the all the weird stories in the NBA? This Kevin Durant. Oh, this. Wait, what story do you mean? This. This Colangelo story. It's really strange. Oh, do you want to talk so, about all the weird stories of the year? Yes. Okay, yeah, let's yeah. do it. So Jared Jared Dubin, uh, who's a great NBA Twitter follow, um, ranked all of the weirdest stories of the 2008 NBA season uh, after this. And, Sean, I've got to say, reading that, seeing them all together – I think this is maybe the weirdest NBA season of like the, that I can remember. Mm-hmm. So like, let me just read you some of these. All right. Um, he has at number one, Brian Colangelo, Colangelo's burner accounts. Okay. At number two, he has Markel Fultz lost the ability to play basketball. You know, which is which is also related to one because a lot of the. Uh... A lot of the tweets from Eric Jr. were uh, critiquing his shooting. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, then he has at number three, the Kawhi Leonard injury saga. Also pretty weird, although I think probably, like, ultimately simple. Yeah. Um, uh, like, I think that's one four, where it's... Number four, he had yeah. the... Ru- Sorry, are you still number there? four? He had the Rockets Clippers tunnel fight. That's uh, I might have had that one number one. <laughs> um, Given that there was five, a decoy had... and yeah, yeah, they used Clint Capella as a decoy, and then also Chris Paul said he wasn't actually there. He was like playing peacemaker. Yeah, and that he, he like. Blamed it all on Trevor Ariza. Yeah, Trevor Ariza and Gerald Green. Yeah. Who'd been on the team for like two days. Yeah, yeah. I um, think Tre- Trevor Ariza right, got f- suspended, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> That's when I knew five, the Rockets had... would not make the finals. Uh, number five, he had Kevin Durant's burner accounts. Yeah, like, ultimately like sadder and kind of a look into a troubled psyche. But I mean uh, we'll get into him and but yeah, after but, this. But, but yeah. there but there he's just he's like answering fans. He's not an executive uh giving out trade secrets. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? <laughs> Kevin Durant is yelling at twelve year olds. Again, weird um, but yeah. <laughs> Number six I think I might have had one. Uh huh. Which is J.R. Smith throws soup at a coach. Yeah. <laughs> Have we just not learned details about this? Like, I know Brian uh, Windhorst refuses to reveal what kind of soup it is, 
but he knows. No, I heard what soup it was. What kind of soup was it? I think it was a cheddar broccoli. <laughs> That's a terrible soup to have thrown on you. <laughs> um. All right. Number seven, he has LeBron takes January off to force a trade of half the team. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> which I would... that is so it is so weird that one of the NBA finals teams is a completely different team than they were in January, like 100 percent different. <laughs> like the roster has like three guys left over. Yeah, it's like from January. Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson and Kyle Korver. And then it's a bunch of Lakers, uh, Roddy Hood. <laughs> Uh, There's a guy. One of my favorite things about the 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 Cavs game seven celebration is there they they like called up a G leaguer with like a week to go in the season. I don't even remember who got hurt, but like it's like it's somebody that no one has ever seen before, and he was holding (laughs) the championship trophy, and it like it literally looked like an imposter had just snuck in. Um. All right. So eight. He has Jason Kidd tries to get Giannis to save his job. Oh, well. Which, I, if you. I, which, I wish he'd mentioned. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it's not that weird. It's just like, I feel like that's like a perfect story. Like a, like a sad coach like Jason yeah, yeah. Kidd, who's famous for soda, being fired in a sad pizza parlor. Like that's. At a pizza place. <laughs> um, now. That I do think that would be weird if it were a normal coach, but it's not weird because it's Jason Kidd. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I would believe um, anything like that. Like, yeah, I mean, that's like the perfect place for him to be fired. Maybe number like a, nine to yeah. me <laughs> is like it's two stories. Yes, it should be nine and ten. And it's uh, Bobby Portis punching Nikola Miritich and hospitalizing him. And then it leads to the Portis-Miritich duo becoming unstoppable on the court. Yeah, I mean, Miritich basically became an MVP candidate, would you say? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Judging just by... Well, and also, he stayed good. Like... Yeah. It's... He's he's got to be like it's him and Kanye, people who like revitalize their careers after getting their face broken. <laughs> um, all right, number ten mm-hmm. uh, was the Raptors congratulating Dwayne Casey on Twitter for winning Coach of the Year after firing him. I mean that's that's weird, but I mean they just it what must was have been a weird tweet, about right? it. What's that? No, because they had to learn the news that he won Coach of the Year. Right. I, I think they just... the weirdest part about it for me was, to me, it would have been normal if they were just like, congratulations to Dwayne Casey. Uh-huh. But they called him Coach in the tweet. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's, just, <laughs> it's just a scheduled tweet. Like, it's it's more like a just a wah-wah. It's not really that weird. It's just... But, I mean, it happened... When did they schedule the tweet, Sean? Before they fired him? Yeah. They got tipped off by the league so they could have a press conference and announce it. People voted like a month ago. Two months ago. Um, All right. Uh, Number 11. 
uh, is Eric Bledsoe is not at the hair salon. Jesus, that's which so... any other year would be like the number one. It's so story, good. I feel like I don't want to be here. <laughs> uh, number twelve was Nerlens Noel eating a, ha- a hot dog during during the game. Uh, that's the one of the most endearing weird stories of the year. Although, as we learned a few episodes ago, um, Andre Miller would eat the media food. So yeah, it's not that. But not big during of the game. I mean, I could... the, the during the game part is the weird part. Yeah. But I mean, he was hurt. He wasn't playing right. But yeah, he uh, was trying he to. Was he was uniform. trying to force his way out. <laughs> Um, all right. so uh, good. number 13 is Terry Rozier slash Drew Bledsoe bromance, which is very weird, but also to me, one of the worst NBA stories of the year. Yeah, like, why are we, why do we have to rehab Drew Bledsoe? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it was one thing if they were just using, it's like such a shitty Boston thing. Where it was like, yeah, use Drew Bledsoe as like the crux to burn this guy, but yeah. then like that he Boston was like sitting. Like, Wait, we can somewhere? get a white guy and we can get a white guy involved. And then he was like doing like he he was at a po- the podium at one point. I mean, it just doing a press conference about his winery. It was very strange, also because Drew Bledsoe is like such a you know, like, top-end-of-mediocre guy. You know, it feels like if... Like, like, what if the Warriors somehow started bringing out Rich Gannon at games? It feels like that <laughs> level. Rich Gannon won an MVP. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, Drew Bledsoe. Um, it was... It's more like Jeff Garcia. <laughs> but you know what? you know what that, like, reminded me of? Just one of those, like, weird internet things that takes off and people kind of think they want it, but then it's... Oh, like Betty White hosting SNL? Betty White hosting SNL, like the movie Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> like, then it happens and you're like, I don't want to look it through Bledsoe. <laughs> um, so, all right. so he was still wearing Number... a Drew Bledsoe jersey against the Sixers, and then it was like, come on, man. Like... Um, <laughs> Number 14 was a story I did not know about. <laughs> Uh, and it's NBA ref Twitter. The NBA's ref Twitter account started mm-hmm. tweeting about fake news after a 538 article. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty weird. <laughs> they they kind of are a fake news source. Like, they, they had a tweet today talking about how, how that Jordan Bell pick was totally legal. That everyone was mm-hmm. freaking out about. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, number fifteen, John Wall calls out Marcin Gortat live on ESPN. Any, I mean, it is so All, fantastic. The entire Wizards season this year was one of the weirdest seasons <laughs> I think any team has had in a very long time. I gotta say, that's why I'm happy Stan Van Gundy is out of there in Detroit because the Washington Wizards proved that there's just. I mean, there, there's just no punishment for screwing up in the Eastern Conference. Like, like mm-hmm. nobody could beat out that Wizards team for a playoff spot. <laughs> it's disgusting. 
Um, all right. Uh, number 16, he has Drake and Kendrick Perkins fighting. Which is funny because it's like, feels like it's only Drake's like fourth most prominent fight of the year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number 17 was Carmelo Anthony's exit interview. <laughs> oh, man. These are a little weighted towards recent stuff, but that mellow interview was so good, especially yeah. after like two weeks of people being like, can they just bench him? Can they just put him <laughs> on the bench? And he's like, that was fine, but I'm going to need some more touches next year, gentlemen. <laughs> and then he was I like, will I'll be picking up my $29 million option. <laughs> I will never come off the bench. Um, number 18 is Marcus all benched for the fourth quarter leads first to the Fisdale firing and then second, uh, a league warning about tanking. So <laughs> it's amazing how quickly Marcus all got David Fisdale fired. And I wonder how he feels it's about really that crazy that he's like, Oh, now I have, jb bicker stuff and it's like the greatest thing that ever happened to fizzdale too yeah he's in new york um they're they're currently concerned that their beautiful apartment might not allow dogs but they're gonna let him Mm -hmm. he's the coach of the Knicks. it's like he was he took some he took um moutier and uh frank and frankie smokes to the eastern conference finals Mm -hmm. so cool Oh, and that Damian Dotson um, guy. Uh, so Marcus Hall <laughs> dug I'm his own gonna, grave. I'm just going to start blowing through these yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. I'm not going to go through them all. Okay. Uh, another good one he had I liked was an entire season passed with zero Knicks-related scandals. Yeah, like Ennis Cantor was the most controversial figure. Yeah. Um. Uh, the magic, he said, shot 800% from three for the first two weeks of the season. That is like, it's it's such a funny thing because everybody had to talk about the magic for like two or three weeks until they... Because <laughs> they were like, they were like 11 and six. Yeah, and, and they were, they only really had like a brief hot streak, but then they were kind of just playing other teams in the East. And it's like, yeah, they were terrible, but they could still beat the Charlotte Hornets at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely the worst team in the NBA last year, but we'll be picking, like, fifth, I think. Um, other things he had, uh, Derek Rose leaves the Cavs to get have a secret marriage, which, again, <laughs> <laughs> he has at 26. And in any other season, that is one of the five weirdest things that happened. Derek Rose seems like he should have been in the ABA. At this point, <laughs> just uh, he, he has uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope has to sit road games because he's in jail. Jesus, that was so good. <laughs> um, uh, Red Panda got her bike stolen. That was messed up. Props to the Warriors for replacing it. Um. Yeah, Kyrie's conspiracy theories are number 33. <laughs> I mean, I guess he debuted Flat Earth last year. Yeah. I mean, this one was more about how the, the Bucks throwback court was, he thought was actually from the 1970s. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
the Lakers got fined for tampering twice, Sean. That's number 40 on this list. What was the other time they were tampering? It was Paul George and... Uh, then Polinka got fined. Oh, for the same... Okay. That's no, it was two separate ones. <laughs> My God. Weirdo. Um... Tibbs assembles the Timber Bulls is only 42 on here, Sean. Something that didn't make the list, this is how weird this season is, is the Cavs accusing uh, Kevin Love of faking being sick. That's right. What an insane story. Spearheaded by (laughs) Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade and Isaiah Thomas, I believe. And oh, uh, and Jay Crowder. <laughs> and the other thing that's been revealed is that Kevin Love suffers from anxiety, has had multiple serious concussions with the Cavaliers, and uh, has played through like a tremendous amount of pain with Cleveland. Yeah, but they're like, "You aren't sick, you fucking asshole." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then someone else points out another thing not on here is Tristan Thompson. Uh, publicly being caught for cheating on his pregnant famous wife. <laughs> Jeez, there's so it was such a rich season. <laughs> um, so yeah, weirdest season I can remember in a yeah. long time. Yeah, uh, um, follow J A Dubin five. Yeah, Jared Dubin. Uh, you also uh, search for Yaya Dubin, which is what his display yeah. name is. <laughs> Um, uh, that's always his <laughs> display name. Um, let's, um, I guess look... we should talk about these game sevens. Right? Oh, let me let me do a quick ad read first. Okay. Okay. Um, so they they paid us in advance, so we have to do this ad read. This episode of Round Raw Rock is sponsored by season two of Roseanne. It's the number one comedy in the nation, and social media is full of news about Roseanne's triumph in the ratings race, trumping all the other shows. It dominated Tuesdays, proving that Roseanne is a night supremacist. The ABC comedy lineup is alt-right with me. To warm up for this season, Roseanne will be interviewing players each night of the NBA Finals. Kevin Love, Zazach Pachulia, Ante Zizic, Cal Korver, and Omri Caspi, who will detail the George Soros-funded conspiracy that got him booted from the Warriors roster. There's no monkeying around. This show is a hit. And Round Ball Rock listeners can preview the first episode with promo code... Um, I am not going to read this, Joey. Uh, it's offensive. It is far too long for a promo code, and LeBron James was not even born then. So don't worry about it. Um, let's just wrap this up. Roseanne Season 2. It'll never be canceled. So thank you. Thank you, Roseanne Season 2. Uh, I, for one, just got to say, I'm very happy Roseanne was canceled but I'm very sad that Andrew Polk lost his job writing for it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) All right. uh, Let's talk about these game sevens, I guess. Okay. Even though I kind of don't want to. (laughs) Um, First off, (laughs) my first question for you, Sean, is, uh, why is Kevin Durant such a psychopath? It's it's weird. He seems... Can I read you a tweet? Yes, please. This is from Mark Spears, of formerly of Yahoo Sports now, from The Undefeated. Uh-huh. Uh, quote, 
Rockets coach Mike D'Antoni said he got an odd response from Warriors forward Kevin Durant after Game Seven when he told them, well, sorry, when he told him they needed to go on to beat Cleveland in the finals. Durant thought he heard D'Antoni say the Rockets would have won if Chris Paul played. Sources said. Um, is this like they're trying to make something go viral, like Yanni and Laurel? No, this to me is like Kevin Durant is a fucking moron, dude. He's like a psycho. What if you okay? Let me me say them together, okay, and see which one you hear. mm -hmm. Okay. Hey, Kevin, go on and beat Cleveland in the NBA Finals. Hey, Kevin, the Rockets would have won if Chris Paul played. (laughs) Like he thought he was like. A physical embodiment of his own burner account, I think. Like, <laughs> like he forgot he was in the Durant body and not in uh, Eric Jr.'s body. <laughs> <laughs> and he was yelling at a coach. <sighs> it, like, why did he make that up? Do you think? Do you think he legitimately heard it that way? Like, is he that crazy? Yes, because he's. Yes. He just thinks everybody's think challenging him. Even yeah. though Mike D'Antoni... Like, I gotta say, with a series that was, like, as physical and tough as this, both teams were extremely uh, respectful and gracious about the other ones. You know what I mean? Like, You mean no one wore a Drew Bledsoe jersey? Yeah, and, like... After the game. <laughs> like, Mike D'Antoni should hate Steve Kerr, but he doesn't. Like, uh, Why? Because he fired him? Yeah, and they had like a bad working relationship, and he ruined his team by trading for Shaq. Yeah, <laughs> um, but like Mike D'Antoni's a good dude. I'll, I'll just say that. Yeah, he's a Bernie bro. Yeah. <laughs> what if Kevin Durant thought he said Bernie would have won? Oh, that's more likely, <laughs> right? I don't know. I just know Durant's got to fucking chill the fuck out, dude. Yeah, he's like, it feels like he's in his head a lot. Like, watching Game 7, it felt like he was, like, pacing himself because he was going to play 48 minutes like LeBron. But he just, Mm -hmm. it was like he was too hyped up and he kept just dribbling to the same spot on the left side and hoisting up terrible threes from, like, the exact same location. Yeah. It was like like it was his hot spot. I mean, he was very good in the second half. Don't get me wrong, but you mean after Steph Curry made it, uh, um, like gave them a lead? lead. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and he was good at drawing fouls and everything. But yeah, it's it feels like he is. It feels like he is uh, not not playing spontaneously and like enjoying himself and well, again and again much of that is the rockets being a very very good team but sure but it also did feel like he was directly responsible for both times they went down by like 17 points in the first half of a closeout game yeah he um he he did not box out on rebounds he was not really ding up at the three-point line much like mm-hmm. he did not do that in the first half of game six um, I don't know. I think, I think he's still, 
maybe it's maybe it's because they um because Curry was hurt so much this year. It's just like it feels like Durant is not trusting what worked remarkably well last year. Mm-hmm. Um, where you know, like at the end of the season last year, I think the didn't the Warriors win something like like thirty of their last thirty two games, including the playoffs. Yes, and yes, and I feel like the the team was not that different. You know what I mean? Like like Nick Young's in for Ian Clark, but other than that, it's like. It's a very similar squad. Right. Um, yeah. And uh yeah. The thing that the thing that always works all the time is um just giving Steph Curry the ball. Letting him yeah. letting him do his shit. <laughs> and he'll he'll pass to you too. <laughs> right. That's the difference. Uh it seems like to me, is that like when Steph Curry touches the ball. Kevin Durant also touches the ball. But mm-hmm. when Durant touches the ball, Steph Curry does not always get to touch the ball. Yeah, and I think I think Kevin Durant puts a lot of pressure on himself, especially when he's not comfortable on the court. Mm-hmm. And um I think he'll be I think he'll actually be really good in the finals, though. I really do. Like just because yeah. there's no one to really guard him. Like, it'll be Jeff Green. It'll be like an Oklahoma City practice again. Well, I mean, won't won't LeBron be guarding him a lot? I think they kind of... I mean, I don't think LeBron, LeBron can guard <laughs> Kevin Durant and play, like, 46 minutes. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll get to that. But let's keep talking about okay. uh, these Game 7s. Yes, um, yes, yes. Uh, but that Chris Paul so, story is bizarre. So you mean the Ke- it's a Kevin Durant story? Kevin Durant let's be story. honest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just gotta say, don't yell at Mike D'Antoni. Just generally, he's a he's. I love that guy. Just as a rule, like I'm I'm we're we're a pro D'Antoni podcast. We are right. And we're anti Chris Paul, but pro D'Antoni. Yeah, especially as a man. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I do um, I do feel that um the combination of him coaching the Rockets is a little Billy Bean for me, but you know, I also rooted for those Billy Bean teams. So what you gonna do? Um, yeah, let's talk about uh so Sean, who do you wanna blame? Let's talk about blame. Who do you blame for the losses in this series? I am going to... I feel bad because he he played very well for a lot of the time. Um, I think what we've got is... uh, I think you got to blame Trevor Ariza. Wow. I mean, he went 0 for 12 in that last game, and he was 0 of 9 from 3. I think that's... Mm -hmm. I think that's the person who's most responsible. Uh, I am blaming Kevin Durant. Let's keep moving on. Um, <laughs> Wait for the for the. <laughs> you're just blaming the Kevin, even though they won. <laughs> for the Warriors' losses, I am blaming Kevin Durant. Uh, uh, and for the for, uh, who I'm giving credit for the Warriors' win, Stephen Curry. Um, also, you know who I'm blaming for the Rockets' loss. Um, who's that? 
It's always Daryl Morey, dude. It's always Daryl Morey's fault. I don't care what he did. Oh, <laughs> oh, you know who else I think actually maybe should be the most responsible? Who? Ted Cruz. Oh, yeah. No, that's actually the correct answer. It's mm-hmm. Ted Cruz's fault. And I mean, that's like, you know, game five, they, they did a very touching pregame tribute to those school shooting victims, and then Ted Cruz just ruined all the goodwill, like throwing yeah, baking soda on a grease fire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other um, thing that was hilarious is that I guess it's really hard to get um, Houston fans to show up on time for games. Like, they were really having a... I think maybe it's just really hard to get there. Mm-hmm. And, and uh... Well, you saw that story about uh, them shuffling people back in, right? During halftime. Oh, oh, like, oh, like trying to get people back in their seats as fast yeah. as possible. Yeah. Yes. And uh, the owner was like, you got to come back. Like, you know how bad the third quarter is for us. And uh, yeah, they, they had $5 beers until half an hour before game time and $2 Cokes. Mm-hmm. But it still seemed like that crowd was really quiet in the second half. Yeah. Um, all right, my next question is about the Rockets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean, do you think the Rockets are a lasting contender? I think this is a smaller window than people think because they won 65 games, but they have a team where, well, first of all, uh, Clint Capella is going to get a lot of money this offseason, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't really know if just being a restricted free agent kind of has a chilling effect in general. Uh, not um, when the Nets are involved. Yeah, that's right. But, yeah, if you were going to offer somebody a max contract this offseason, wouldn't it be, aside from, like, LeBron and Paul George, I think Clint Capella might be the next best. You know, he's young. He he was really good in this series, I thought. I, I mean, I guess, but he only can play against the Warriors, like, 25 minutes a game max. I mean, he just held up really well with... I thought he was going to be kind of bad at the uh, at the end of the game. But, I mean, he was like... Didn't he have the best game seven of anybody on the team? He played 37 minutes. He was 9 of 10 with 9 rebounds. Yeah, I guess. Um, I, mean, I just don't know... <laughs> yeah, I just don't know what a center who doesn't space can do for you well i think he he has like that dunk gravity that's good i don't know i just think he's gonna Mm -hmm. get a lot of money not not like whether whether or not he is a great investment um and then you know ariz is a free agent chris paul's a free agent so you know they can bring everybody back obviously but chris paul paul ariza and tucker are all 33 years old um, Eric Gordon's turning 30 and, you know, not like the healthiest dude over the course of his career. And then, yeah, I just, I actually think I'm going to disagree with you. I think the Rockets are going to be a contender for as long as they have James Harden for well, the I next that, three, four years. I mean, I think, I mean, he's 28. Well, he's fine. I just mean, uh, 
I would, I would, well, I mean, I wouldn't get rid of James Harden or anything, but I would, I would probably try to think about actually retooling this team more yeah. than you'd think. Like they're just pretty old. That's all. I would, I would try yeah. to get a little, you know, because while, well, we'll get into this later, but like, it's it's not a surprise that they would wear down at the end of games and the end of a series when, you know, it's it's not anything against Trevor Reason and P.J. Tucker, but it's really hard for those guys to play like 44 minutes a game, I would think. Right. So. Well, Mike D'Antoni has to play more people. Um, yeah. I mean, part of that was hurt was didn't help when Chris Paul got hurt. But, but they were down to only seven just guys to... even then, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it just... was a really weird contrast in coaching styles because I constantly want Steve Kerr to play less people and Mike D'Antoni to play more people. Yes. Um, totally. And then you look and it's like, well, the Warriors outlasted them. And sometimes it's like, well, they also had, uh, you know, four of the six best players. So... Yeah, that also makes it easier. Yeah. Although Steve Kerr did um, say the Warriors would have won in five if Andre Iguodala hadn't been hurt, and I am. In he five. said that. Uh, they asked him about Chris Paul's injury, and he's like, "Yeah, like it was, it was tough. To, it like it was a lot easier without Chris Paul there. But also, I think if we'd had, uh, um, he said if we'd had Iguodala, we would have won in five. And I think that's probably correct. Interesting. I mean, I think they would have won game four with Iguodala. Um, all right. Um, my next question for you, Sean, uh-huh. is how are the Warriors injuring key opponents in every postseason, and should the NBA investigate? Um, I think, A, they probably should. And um, I think, weirdly enough, in this case, it is not Joe Lickup. It's Peter Goober that is behind that um his hollywood experience with with stunts and special effects makes it uh easy to easier to get away with um and uh, i think it probably involves nanobots as well see i think uh light years ahead is the key mm-hmm. and i think joe lacob in from his uh work in the medical tech space mm-hmm. has developed those precogs from a uh, minority oh. report. Do you think, and, he, uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's why they, were and right. they're telling, they're telling the players where to step because they know where the, the opponents are going to step. Oh, that's a, that's a really good point. Yeah. I think the other, the other mm-hmm. thing is um, the Warriors are really committed to having two or three oafs on the roster at all times. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, if if Clay Thompson, I think, bumped knees with Kyrie Irving, is that what happened in 2015? Uh, yeah, but I also believe Kyrie Irving was hurt before. I think that's If I probably... remember right, coming into that series. I mean, he's basically and had then a hurt knee. And he just kind of re-injured it. I mean, he's had an injured knee basically his entire career, right? Yeah. Including college. I don't know he had a... Anyway, um, yeah, but I think, like, if Zaza doesn't get you, JaVale will. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, it's kind of like Final Destination. Right, right. It's just... It's just like the specter of injury. (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) um, uh, And then, last question I want to ask about this game, Sean. Yes. uh, Was there a conspiracy against the Rockets? Because if you believe Twitter, um, the refs through this game for the Warriors and the last game. Yeah, I I don't really think that's true. Um, I do think the Warriors probably benefited from a favorable whistle in Game 7, but I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really think the NBA necessarily wants the Warriors and Cavaliers to play a fourth time in a row. It seems like it would probably be better for their product like like I would think they would want the Rockets to win to be honest um I don't know I don't know what the the giant advantage of uh I disagree with that I think I think the advantage is the Warriors because Steph Curry is so popular I mean he with is children especially I just I just wonder if you you have a little more of a like like Houston's also a giant media market and it seems like you'd want to promote, you know, you'd like James Harden to play in the finals. Yeah, I just think casual fans for the casual fan who only watches the finals, yeah. it's much easier where it's like, "Oh, Curry and LeBron, great." Yeah, and the uh, the ratings are going to be really high. But um, yeah. also, I just don't really think the NBA functions like that. I think what happened to the Rockets really is they were unlucky enough in Game 7 to draw a ref that kind of doesn't go for flopping very mm-hmm. much. And, you know, that's like a real tendency that guys have. But I would also say... Um, Part of it is just their style of play. Like, James Harden is always flailing around. Well, this was going to be my my yeah. case. Yeah, go, go is, for it. I really feel like... So, James Harden, a lot of... The, I'm going to say 80% of his game is kind of based on tricking people. And one of those people are the, is the referee. And I think at a certain point, you become so afraid you're getting tricked that you just stop calling everything. Mm-hmm. Well, and Because other... you just don't want to be tricked by the guy. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think also the further you go in a playoff series, it's, like, it's always true that um, guys get more tired, games get more physical. Like, like refs don't want to make a lot of calls in Game 7, and... But, you know, the other thing is that, yeah, you don't want to be tricked by James Harden, but also you've got, he's always, you know, glaring at the refs. Um, Mm -hmm. Mike D'Antoni is constantly berating the refs and just like in a real, look, he has an annoying voice. It can't. It's a real off shucks. Yeah. And it's a little bit like if a Jimmy Stewart character was yelling at you an entire game, like you are Washington and he is Mr. Smith. Yeah. And he just seems like there's no, there's no scale Mm -hmm. to it's, uh, to, to like 
like like he's gonna freak out no matter what happens, no matter how accurate it is. Mm-hmm. And then you put that together, and you've got Chris Paul, who even when he's playing is complaining at all times, but now as an injured de facto assistant coach, um, he doesn't have to be distracted by like scoring and dribbling, and he can devote a hundred percent of his mm-hmm. attention to being the most annoying guy in the arena and just scream at refs. And I think all of that, like, it, it doesn't have a positive effect, I would say. Right. Um, yeah. But also, people just don't like getting tricked. Yeah. That's, that's like what it why, is. It's, it's why uh, eventually famous prankster Mel Gibson's career was ruined. Mm-hmm. Because people right? don't like the flim flam man. <laughs> Oh, also the alcoholism and the anti-Semitism. Yes, he said the Holocaust um, was a prank. That was not. <laughs> uh, uh, watch also... out, George Clooney. They might get you. <laughs> yeah. Also, complaining with the refs is boring, and uh, like, like you, you can't sound good complaining about the referees. Right. And also, it was a Scott Foster game. Yeah. Uh, and Scott Foster famously. Does not like the Golden State Warriors. Well, he actually, also if you look like at his Rockets, numbers, though, apparently, yeah. <laughs> so he kind of canceled out. But yeah, like, like you know, they're they're. I think James Harden definitely should have got credit for that three pointer he made, mm-hmm. where they had a weird whistle. But like, also, they kind of call weird ass shit in the playoffs. Like sometimes yeah. I don't really understand how, like, like Steph Curry. You can just like hug a guy on a screen. You can grab and drag Curry's jersey at the beginning, but you can't breathe on someone shooting a three anymore. Yeah. So, and uh, look, that uh, that helped Kevin Durant as well in the series. But uh, you know, it's it's better when there aren't a million whistles. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Uh, should we do a quick finals preview? Yeah, it's like it's so weird to to have this and just be like, I don't really have that much to like. A lot of these guys have played yeah. a few times. Uh, first question, Sean: Who's going to win, and in how many games? I am going to pick the Warriors in five because I believe that simply, like, the Warriors aren't going to be able to just uh, like dick around as much, I guess I would say. That's not like a formal term. You'd think. Yeah, and again, who knows? Um, I think also, they're in a little bit of trouble if Iguodala can't play, but I think they still would have like a pretty large talent advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're saying you think it's going to be Warriors in five? I'm saying Warriors in five also because um, I have a I'm I'm not a total conspiracy believer, but I'm not a non-believer about um, uh, the 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 Warriors' desire to have um, many home games and make extra money. Like yeah, like I think by playing it's the precogs. Yeah. So Joe Lacob's precogs. So last year, last year they played nine home games in the whole playoffs, and this year they've already played nine home games. And I think each of those games is probably worth, you know, a good like 
15 million extra dollars to the Warriors because the ticket prices are so high. And it's mm-hmm. like the NBA gets a quarter of the cut, but the Warriors get a lot of the resale value and concessions and merch and everything. And um, honestly, like the amount of seven game series this year is going to raise the salary cap, like for sure. Um, so I guess, uh, that's also like, like, I kind of feel like there might be some implicit precog pressure to be like, you know what? Let Cleveland have one. <laughs> we want to go back to game five and charge $1,500 a seat. You know, I'm telling you right now, I'm picking warriors in seven. Oh, wow. And it's because they're going to dick around for three games and LeBron is just going to make them eat the fucking ball. Yeah. I mean, he's if if the Cavs really do slow it down a lot, if they're able to do that, um, if I were the Cavs, it would be like, you know, just ride LeBron, obviously. I mean, you don't have any choice, but like slow it down. And I would also um, really try to crash the offensive glass because Kevin Durant seems much less interested in rebounding. And other than that, you have mm-hmm. Looney and Bell, who try, but are kind of undersized. And Well, I don't think we're going to see as much Looney and Bell this series. Well, do you think... Um, Looney... I think just the specter of playing Tristan Thompson and Larry Nance Jr. is going to force Steve Kerr to play a lot of Zaza and JaVale. Yeah, that seems it seems like playing Zaza is not the right thing to do. Yeah, but I mean, playing Anderson Vergeau was also not the right thing to do. <laughs> Will we have some moments where Nick Young is guarding J.R. Smith? No. <laughs> uh, I don't think Nick Young's going to play very much. Mm-hmm. Again, like secret. Secret to beating the Warriors, honestly, is if you play a traditional lineup, Steve Curry's like, oh, thank God, now I can play two bigs. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'll do it, dude. He'll play them all. He's going to play all six centers one game. It just seems he'll like have the- Sean Livingston. He'll have, Sha- he'll have Sean Livingston. Oh, sorry, he'll have Quinn Cook. In street clothes, and Damian Jones will come running out for two minutes. Because <laughs> the Cavs have some bigs, baby. Uh, even though it seems like when they play Kevin Love at center, their offense is just kind of unstoppable. Although, who knows if he's going to be back for game one. He'll be back. It's the finals. So. Yeah, dude, it's the finals. It's, it's, a, it's a concussion. It's concussion Cares. protocol. <laughs> Poor Kevin Love, man. Um, um, all right. Um, who's going to win the finals MVP, Sean? Uh, I think it's going to be Kevin Durant again, unfortunately. I, I'm picking Steph Curry, baby. You think so? Yeah, I do. Um, um, I mean, he should because, be able to really again, go off. He's, ha- he's going to have Jordan Clarkson and George Hill guarding him. I mean, George Hill's a better defender than Kyrie Irving. Uh, Well, I guess Curry... Sort of, but Kyrie can, like, athletically move his feet and keep up with... Like, when Kyrie... Here's the thing about Kyrie is, like, when Kyrie is actually trying to play defense, he's not a bad defender. Uh, He just doesn't try a lot. Yeah. Well, also, Steph Curry completely went off last year in the finals, so... 
and in yeah. a normal year. Um, what if it's LeBron James in a loss? Like, I mean, that's the I could also see that happening. Like, I could definitely see the internet. Like, I could see it being like four two even, and then just like uh, I don't know. Um, like, like yeah, the Warriors winning four two, but LeBron averages like forty five points a game or something like that. It could mm-hmm. happen. Um, I kind of think the Warriors' strategy should almost just be like, I mean, LeBron just doesn't get tired, but like, don't let Kyle Korver and J.R. Smith beat you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, LeBron's almost just unstoppable, but, you know, just stay home on three-point shooters. Right. <laughs> like, And then run and run and run. I mean, and an interesting thing, that the Rocket series kind of showed you is uh, Warriors aren't actually good at that. Staying home on three-point shooters. Yeah, I mean, they are in... Unless they're down time. 17. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Steph Curry's going to get it. I think it's time. It would it'd be great. I'm, I'm rooting for him. Uh, Dark Horse uh, contender, I think, is Draymond Green. Yeah, I could see it. But it'll be uh, like the problem is it's going to be so high scoring it's going to be hard to not give it to someone on the winning team who averages like thirty points a game mm-hmm. unless Draymond starts hitting threes. Uh yeah. I don't know. There there'll be some kind of bullshit narrative to steal it away from Curry no matter how well he plays. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, my next question for you, Sean, mm-hmm. is uh, do you think Andre Iguodala is going to play? Uh, I think he will. It's just, um, when I heard he had a bone bruise, that made me a lot more hesitant because a bone bruise is like saying you have a bone that's a little bit broken. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not like something you can just shoot up, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, Kevin Love can just drink that. That water Tom Brady drinks, right? Doesn't that help you recover from concussions? <laughs> TB12 water. Um, um, yeah, I think I he's think gonna Andre's play. gonna play. I think I mean, he's maybe play. not in game one, but um, he would just think. I don't know. I'm sure he's frustrated. It's not like he just can't run. You know, mm-hmm. can't play if he can't run. Um, yeah, you know, he's our Chris Paul. All right, my next question for you, Sean, is: uh, Will Jeff Green answer the critics and finally get a ring? You know, that's that's been the one thing that's been hanging over him for his career. Like, he's done it all. He's gotten fifteen million a season. He's recovered from open heart surgery, but uh, yeah, it's time. It's time. A miracle wants. Jeff, it's the last hurdle Jeff Jeff Green has to, to to clear. Well, you know what else he has to do, too? What's that? He's got to prove to Sam Presti mm-hmm. that they were wrong for keeping Kevin Durant. The Oklahoma City Thunder were wrong for keeping Kevin Durant over him. Yeah, do you think, do you think he has an awkward relationship with Kendrick Perkins for that reason? Uh, no, I don't think Jeff Green has an awkward relationship relationship with anyone no you know what you know what jeff green should do next year what come back home oh the washington wizards baby no the thunder oh the thunder 
Um, it's time. Yeah, I could see it. It's time for for Westbrook <laughs> and Green. Uh, all right. My final question, yes. or no, I have two more questions. Okay. Uh, will Ty lose sugar addiction and peril his team's chances? I think it will. I think it will because. And here again, his quote from the undefeated mm-hmm. is, uh, "I love Shirley Temples. I love them. I'm a sugar guy." Never had a drink or smoke in my life, but I love sugars, sweets, cakes, cookies, whatever it is. I love it, man. That was probably my biggest downfall. Yeah. It's weird that last sentence is in the past tense. Uh, yeah, that was my biggest downfall. Is that like why he got sick? Did he give himself diabetes oh, this season? Maybe he's off of sugar now. Oh, and now he's just, oh, it's the worst. Um... Wow, he might be off of sugar. He could be distracted because, um, you know what any Kevin Durant team is all about, don't you? Cupcakes. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, Aisha Curry, uh, all that good food in Oakland. I could see him being, like, way too hyped up at the beginning of a game. Um, Which of these coaches will get sicker during the finals? Uh, I think it's I think it's still Kerr. Yeah, me too. But he does have the home <laughs> dispensary advantage in this one, so yeah. I mean, that's what's gonna that's what's gonna hurt Jr. Man. I mean, it hasn't hurt him in the past three finals. Well, he was pretty bad in Oakland uh, last yeah, year. It's true, but he was pretty good the year before. Yeah, actually, I guess it's different. This is the first year California has. Legal recreational need. So, J.R. Smith, the X Factor of this series. He's been terrible these playoffs. <laughs> he looks so washed. Well, didn't weren't there a couple games where he and George Hill just didn't score at all against the Celtics? It sounds right. Those games, incredible. man. Some of those games, dude. That game four was like the Celtics only scored seventy nine points. Well, like, I mean, you think about, oh, like, this is your genius coach? This is the coach you think fucking is more important than any player? Yeah, Boston? He's, he's worth a superstar. He can't get his guys to score more than 80 points in 2018? Yeah. Come on. Although the Rockets did have a lot of trouble breaking 90 at the end of that series. Yeah, because they were tired as fuck. Yeah, there were only... <laughs> the Celtics had some rest. Um Man, yeah, and that's that Cavaliers defense. That's the real question. Is it feels like the Rockets showed some ways that you can stop the Warriors, but I don't like. They don't have the personnel to switch all the time. Well, they don't. I mean, unless they play LeBron at center. How many good defenders do the Cleveland Cavaliers have? Three. LeBron, Tristan Thompson. I don't think. Tristan Thompson is particularly a good defender anymore, though, Sean. Uh, I mean, maybe not. Maybe he's. I think he's a he's a pretty good rebounder, right? But like, I don't know. He's he's done okay against the Warriors in the past. Uh, I think Corver is a good position, like team defender, but you can roast him if you get him on the ball. I mean, he's one of the best. 42-year-old defenders in the NBA, <laughs> if not in NBA history. But yeah, wouldn't you just wouldn't you just be like 
making him run through a ton of screens and I don't know. It feels like he's going to get hunted quite a bit. I mean, I'll tell you what they shouldn't do. Uh, they definitely should not have Clay Thompson guard Kyle Korver. No, because he is. Because Clay Thompson needs to guard the ball. That is a secret about Clay Thompson. He falls asleep when he's not on the ball. Yeah. I mean, who's who's going to be like the Cavs rotation? I mean, let's just say healthy Kevin Love. Do they start right. Love and Thompson? I think so, yeah. And then George Hill, LeBron, and I guess JR is going to start. Right, because he play. refuses to start Corver. And then they'll play a lot of Jeff Green and a lot of Nance. Yeah. Uh, and Clarkson. Oh, and, and Corver. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, and Corver. Corver might end up starting at, at, a, at a point. He I wouldn't think. start him against the Celtics. Yeah, but I think they might. After like a game or two, I feel like the adjustment they would make is bringing Thompson off the bench and Love at center. Mm-hmm. And I think you'd play Corver. I mean, Jordan Clarkson occasionally has gone off against the Warriors, but. Well, the Warriors actually aren't super great at guarding like a, like a, those kind of guys. Like a scat back. Like a... Yeah, like a, like a combo guard who is fast and just wants to get buckets all the time. Mm-hmm. They're not super good at guarding. Uh, like Lou Williams will put like 50 on them. Yeah. Uh, like once a season. I just think this is like a pretty bad Cavs team. <laughs> like, like, like I just thinking about it, I still yes. think they'll win a game. I do. I just don't think the Warriors have the, the sweet mentality. They're winning three games, dude. They're banged up. Really? They're winning at least two. They're winning at least two. I think, I mean... Dude, there's going to be so many games where the Warriors are like, this team sucks, and then they don't try for a half, and mm-hmm. then they're down by like 25. <laughs> and then they come all the way back, but then they're in a tie game with LeBron in a yeah. fourth quarter. Yeah. Like... Well, look, if it goes seven, the Cavs are going to win. <laughs> so... <laughs> Like, LeBron like hasn't lost a Game is... 7 since uh, 2010? I, is that right? I haven't hated a team as much as I hate this Golden State Warrior team that I wow. personally root for since... Oh. Like, Corey Maggette and Steven Jackson? Yeah, yeah, Corey Maggette. It's crazy, like... Um... I hate this team. <laughs> wow! Like I, Like, I love them... But I hate them. Like it's so it's feels like a waste of my time to watch them not even try in the Western Conference Finals. Do you I mean, know what I mean? Like it's so it's such a fucking affront to like sports. Um, I like, really did not enjoy their hacking of Clint Capella either. No, and that was fucking horrible. Like. Ugh. Like, like you know when they're fun? You know when they're fun? When they give Steph Curry the ball mm-hmm. and they don't do that. They run bullshit. Like, there's so many. And they don't try. Oh, they're so frustrating. I'm losing my mind, Sean. What if and they... I'm telling you right now, they're going to do it in the finals, too. <laughs> but do you think the Cavs are as good as the Rockets? 
No, but I think LeBron James is still the best player in the series. I think oh, LeBron yeah, yeah, James yeah. Yeah, is I, currently, I... like, maybe the scariest he's ever been. It's possible. So, like, last month he's had. It's <laughs> true, like... but, I mean, he's still, like, a human man. You know, is like, he? I... <laughs> he might not be a human man. You're right. <laughs> But I just, I just think like, how is he not going to be exhausted, dude? He's got his like uh, sensory deprivation tanks or whatever that are. I don't know, man. All I know is like, there's gonna be a lot of first quarters where they're giving up a million threes to Jeff Green, <laughs> and Kevin Durant is screaming at people. Be for the mistake he made. And they're going to be down 12. Uh, I mean, he does seem like he's in a bad psychological place, but I just think if Iguodala is playing, um, it's such a, it's such a massive talent. Like, like what's going to, what's, I guess LeBron I guess they're not going to be able to make quite the same amount of runs because LeBron can just go down and get a bucket easier. Right, and he doesn't turn the ball over. It just seems like they'll be able to get to the rim quite a bit. Yeah, but they're not going to. <laughs> they're going to they're going like, to It's going to be a lot ISOs. of like jacking up 22-footers that are contested like while Jet Green has a hand in his face. So they're just not going to be serious enough, basically. Yes. They think they've won already. That is the story of this Warriors team this year. And it's like, again, I'm a huge Warrior fan. I love the Warriors. I mean, but, like, this team has been so, like, not to be, like, a weird hot take artist about it, but, like, all fucking year, it's like, they think they win just by showing up. Mm-hmm. They seem... And, like, it's kind of true, unfortunately. <laughs> like, I think they've tried hard in three full games the entire season. Um... Like, where they played the entire game hard. Mm-hmm. Game one in the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> Uh, a weird regular season Oklahoma City game uh-huh. and one of those games against the Pelicans. I mean, I don't I don't think you're totally wrong. It just seems like they come out so flat. Um But you know, it's possible that they're like like what if they're just gritty, Joey? They're they're finally good at just uh dragging a game out and winning at the free throw line and no, no they're I... like a bullshit baseball player who like gets they're like the outfielder who gets a break on the ball wrong every single time and then makes a diving catch in the outfield <laughs> and then ends up on web gems but you're saying they're the jim Edmonds of the nba yes <laughs> yeah it seems if i were them I would really be just trying to encourage Steph Curry to like they they seem like they go out and they'll they'll run weird plays for Kavon Looney and getting everyone involved up top. But like, well, that's the other thing. Sorry, 
he's gonna try and switch Kevon Looney onto LeBron James, <laughs> and it's he's just gonna get roasted well, so many times. I Kevin want... Looney is going to get dunked into eternity this series. I don't know if he's going to be close enough to get dunked on, though. Like, won't LeBron <laughs> just be driving all the way past him constantly? <laughs> anyway, back to the point you were making. Oh, yeah. Just, um... Oh, I don't remember what I was saying. Um... They... They... I, I would just think that, like, even even if you're, like, Steph Curry will get other people involved, and I guess he's pretty, I guess he's pretty quiet about, uh, you know, like, like, oh, I'll just set screens for this guy. So, oh, I'll just, I'll just go off the ball and get gravity. I would really like to see, like, like he passes to other people when you're letting him handle a ball too. Mm-hmm. Just, just do that early. Like, yeah. Like instead of being down ten at halftime. Try to be tied. You know? Try that much. There's like no... The, the talent disparity between this Cavs team, aside from LeBron... <laughs> but like, they're both old and and they dick around a lot too, but I just... I don't know. It really... It also kind of just depends on... Um, what I'm what I'm like concerned about is Kevin Durant seems very uncomfortable dribbling, mm-hmm. and I wonder if that's still going to be the case against Cleveland. Like Houston had a lot of really good defenders on him, but he also just seems like kind of uncommitted to to like really getting to the basket because he's afraid someone's going to steal the ball from him. I'm telling you. Here's something that's going to happen in game two, Sean. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Game two, uh-huh. they're going to run a bunch of bullshit in the first quarter, mm-hmm. and Draymond Green is going to have seven turnovers <laughs> in the first half. Uh, I could also see... Four the... of them unforced. I could see a game where, like, Curry and Draymond both pick up, like, three fouls in the first quarter. Yeah. <laughs> that could definitely happen. But there's no. They should sweep. They should sweep. Like, it shouldn't be close. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. You look. It at that won't Ro- be. You look at that Rocket series, and it's like, wow, they outscored them by like eighty points overall, mm-hmm. and yet they barely won. Yeah. Is there anything the Warriors can do to turn it around to right the ship? <laughs> like, what if they just brought Roz back? Just paid her well, to be on the uh, sidelines again. What if? What if they tried hard the entire time? Yeah. But what could get them to do that? Like it's not it's not her at this I, point. I think the only answer is Leandro Barbosa. Oh yeah. Leandro Roz What if Most Bates. What if they had like a thing with um like a cardboard cutout of Joe Lacob, and he's wearing all this like wearable tech. And every time they win a game, mm-hmm. they tear off another piece of that wearable tech clothing. <laughs> like the movie Major League. <laughs> and what if, I don't know if the roster rules are set, what if they add a dog who can play basketball? Like, I feel like they'd play hard if it was like four guys and they had to cover for a dog. 
I don't even know if they would. They would just let that dog get roasted. What if what if Steve Kerr intentionally got kicked out of the game and um, let one of the players' alcoholic fathers coach the game? <laughs> okay, what if Steve Kerr tells Kevin Durant a story during the timeout about a time when Damon Stoudemire was really, really hot in a game, but not <laughs> passing to anyone? <laughs> Yeah, because he's he's probably run through his bull stories at this point, right? <laughs> so now it's got to be like Mario Ellie didn't trust himself, but then Avery Johnson came through, and he let him know that wasn't right. Let me tell you about the story of Malik Rose. <laughs> And you know what? Speedy Claxton was there, and he stepped in to t- for Tony Parker, even when Tony <laughs> was frustrated. <laughs> oh. Steve Kerr's war stories. I bet he and Sean Elliott are really good friends. I don't think so. Sean Elliott seems insufferable. <laughs> what about, like, Kenny Lofton? Do you think Steve Kerr is still friends with Kenny Lofton? I don't. Yeah, I don't think they've kept in touch. I don't know if Kenny Lofton's friends with anyone. He he's become so <laughs> itinerant in his his baseball career. He's probably so <laughs> bummed about falling off the Hall of Fame ballot so fast. Yeah. All right, I think we're done. Yeah. So uh, you're picking you're picking Warriors in seven. Yeah. Possibly Cavs in seven. And, uh, <laughs> no, I'm picking Warriors in seven. You think they're going to be the Warriors LeBron are going to win seven? Yes, the Warriors are going to win the series. They're just going to dick around. All right, I'll pick Warriors in five because they want that extra box office revenue, mm-hmm. which will allow them to. Um, Trying to think, yeah, sign away Trevor Ariza from Houston. That'll be their move. That's not okay. going to happen. Both those teams are going to be like really fighting for mid-level dudes. <laughs> yeah. Well, or LeBron will come to Houston. Uh, I mean, you know, that's what people are saying. It would be great if they had to, if they like ditch Chris Paul for that reason. <laughs> Where would he go? Back to the clips. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's not going to happen. No, he would go. East somewhere, I think. Philly? Like the Knicks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Knicks seems like it's a good destination. Rockets All right, Sean, what yeah. do you want to plug? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have a I'm going to have a gallery on Yardbarker tomorrow about the finals teams and how they got there. Fun. Yeah. Uh as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where last week I tweeted, my baldness level is reaching creepy social studies teacher status. <laughs> I don't like that, but I uh, do agree. Trust the burner accounts. Trust the burner accounts. <laughs> Shut it down. Shut Let's it down. This caller is normal. <laughs> Find a new story. <laughs>
quest, one ring, uh, one team, one goal, one dream, one thing, one quest, one Once ring. again, it's song. Back on the quest for a title In order for us to get it Must compete with our rivals Loaded with ammunition Time to handle our business This time no looking back Till our business is finished See the president Ron James the king And Anderson Barrage out They call him the wild thing Mo Will, Mo Gotti He's shooting from long range D. Gibb, Capone, the bitch Mafia's brain Big Ben's an animal Joe Smith's a beast Can't mention the bitch mob Without Rich in the streets, that's TK breaking ankles on the ISO. Cavaliers toying with opponents like Tycho. JJ and DJ absorbing all knowledge that a veteran to share. Both show a lot of promise. D West knocking down jumpers off the curls. Zerbiak on the post can't escape Wally's world. Renzo anchors the D, guarding the paint. Sasha shooting from three is like money in the bank. Welcome back to Wally. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.